Hey guys, Gordon here. I just want to take a second and thank you for downloading our episode, listening to our episodes, sharing our episodes, tagging us on social media and helping us grow our mission. It means everything to me. And from here uh, to continue growing where we're at, please consider throwing us a small donation just to help grow the mission, support the team, support the infrastructure and continue to build the Permafit name. Thank you all so much. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. What is up, guys, and welcome to the Strength of Body and Mind podcast. My name is Gordon. Thank you so much for checking out this episode. Uh, I'm pretty stoked to be talking about this stuff today, and I'll tell you what that is in a minute. This is an episode that I kind of had an idea for, um, well, definitely had an idea for way back in the origin of the, the creation of this whole thing. So i um, finally ready to, to, to record it and to talk about it. And I think that it fits well with all of the content that has been put out preceding this and is a nice segue into some of the content that's coming after this. So it's sort of strategically placed. And also, uh, I think a lot of people need to hear this. I'm always blown away by just how many people don't quite understand the what I'm about to talk about. Um, and, and I wouldn't, you know, I don't expect everybody to understand this stuff, but I do, uh, I am surprised at just how little people know about some of this stuff. Okay. So this episode is all about exercising. Okay. But more specifically, it's about the difference between weight training and cardio. Okay. There is a ton of confusion amongst the general population as to what is better for you. And there's a lot of old school ways of thinking and old school perspectives and methodologies that have continued to carry over into the newer generations um, of people who are getting into fitness that aren't necessarily true. Okay. And they aren't necessarily based on a fa- an educational foundation in fitness and in the body and in training and stuff like that. So, you know, but it just, it just, it carries over and people take whatever they hear for the first time as gospel, no matter who it comes from. And it's weird to me, but it also, I get it. I get it. And I understand if you are one of those people who just has one or two people in your life that kind of workout or kind of played a sport at a somewhat competitive level or something like that, or know a guy who knows a guy who's a trainer or something like that, then naturally you're going to probably listen to whatever that person says. And whether that person's in shape, whether they've ever been in shape or whatever, if they tell you something authoritatively, okay, if they deliver a message to you, and they sound like they know what they're talking about, then chances are, you know, there's a chance, there's a strong chance you'll listen to them or that you'll, there's a high probability that you'll say, okay, well, you know, that makes sense. And you'll just kind of like roll with that for a while. Even if you don't necessarily think it's true, it'll, it'll resonate with you. It'll stay with you. And if you don't hear any competing advice from anywhere else and you don't actively seek out competing advice or more research, then that seed is now planted and it becomes a foundational thing in your brain and how you perceive fitness and things like that. So an example of this, and I see this all the time is like, um, people will, if I'm talking to somebody about fitness and they 
kind of work out a little bit. Maybe they have dabbled in a little bit, but they're not like fitness enthusiasts by any means. And, um, you know, we start talking about nutrition. All of a sudden, they have had one or two conversations about nutrition or saw a commercial or watched Dr. Oz or something, and they think that they know everything about nutrition. And one of the things they always tell me is, oh, well, you can't, I can't eat before like bed. I can't eat, you know, within an hour of going to sleep because, you know, that's, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go to sleep and get fat. And uh, that is something that I hear all the time. Or the opposite, which is, you know, you have to wake up and you, and I have to eat something right away uh, to get the furnace started. Because if I don't get the furnace started, then my body's not going to metabolize food the same way throughout the course of the day. Now, both of those theories, by the way, are complete bullshit. They're wrong. And I can say that from experience, from testing it, and from taking the time to become educated on it. And so, you know, there'll be a lot more content on those specifics. I'm not going to get into them right now, but they're wrong. And those are prime examples of what I personally have been on the receiving end of from people who think that they know a lot about nutrition. Now, it's not their fault necessarily uh, because someone told them something or they read something and it sounded like it was right. And so they took it and they just decided that that was going to be correct. That was going to be the way it is, you know, about that, that certain topic or that certain practice or that, that, you know, that certain thing. So, uh, you know, and I, I, I'm going to use this opportunity to, to challenge anybody who's listening to this podcast to go and research anything that we talk about here. Okay. I, I know a lot and I spend a ton of time researching this stuff because I'm fascinated by it. This isn't stuff that I hear or read about in an article in Muscle and Fitness Magazine and then decide that I'm an expert all of a sudden. If I post a podcast episode, it's because I've taken the time to research the content there and or, usually and, I have tested whatever it is I'm talking about. So today's episode is all about weight training and cardio, okay? Now, I have personally tested these things for about 10 years now, consistently, different ways of doing both of them, different ways of training with weights, okay? Hypertrophy, progressive overload, high rep, low rep, um, hit, high intensity interval training, uh, super slow negative stuff, power lifting stuff, body li- building stuff, uh, athletic type approaches. And then on the cardio side, I've done the same thing. Okay. I've practiced, uh, hit. Okay. I've practiced medium. I've, ta- I've practiced less, uh, like light interval training. I've practiced uh, long distance. Okay. I've practiced short distance, um, sprinting in a sort of hit function. I've, I've, uh, I've done a little bit of track type training just to understand it. All right. All these things, I like to understand them from a practicality standpoint that I feel like I can only develop through actually experiencing that thing. Okay. So this is my life. This is the thing that I'm most passionate about. And as a result, I feel like if I was going to ever educate anybody on anything ever (laughs) about this stuff, that I should have had at least a little bit of experience with it. Okay. I like to have more than just a little bit of experience. I like to have a lot of experience. Okay. And for those who are interested, um, I'm also NASM educated and honestly, that's, that's good and everything. Um, but that. I would never take that and use that as any kind of metric for someone's ability to educate others 
on fitness or nutrition. Um, that's just my personal feelings on it. Yes, it's it's good and it's somewhat useful from a, a almost like a well, it's it's purely academia. <laughs> okay, so just you know, I, I kind of consider that the same as a a bachelor's degree or any kind of degree in something. So it's academia, which is nice. It's theory. It's a good it's a good back like backbone type thing to have a good foundational piece. It's like a brick, but it's not the entire foundation and it can't be uh, practical experience and testing and trying and getting results. Okay. That's, that's the main thing. Getting results. Uh, those are worth more. And so I feel like my results that I've been able to achieve are worth way more than any kind of theoretical or academia-based education that myself or anyone else has and can talk to. Uh, Okay, so anyway, cardio versus weights, weights versus cardio. Um, Assuming that you know nothing about either, okay, that's how I'm going to start this off. Assuming that you know really nothing about, you know, you know what a weight is you know what cardio is, but but not really. Uh, I'm going to provide a few minutes of education on what constitutes both. Okay, this is like for the ultra beginners, right? So, cardio versus weights. Well, first and foremost, cardio plus weights. Cardio in the uh, in addition to weight training is a fantastic recipe for an athletic look, an athletic build. Uh, performance, if you play a sport or interested in playing a sport, doing both is always going to be better than doing just one. Okay. That is the the blanket punchline here for, for, if you take nothing else away, take that away. The, uh, the combination of the two is going to give you the maximum results. Now, why is that? Okay. Um, well, first you got to really understand some of the benefits and some of the cons of both. And, uh, we're going to break that down here. So what happens if you do, let's say just cardio or just weight training, you know, what, what type of results should you expect? Okay. Well, so from cardio, from a cardio standpoint, some of the benefits of cardio and some of these you probably already know, um, obviously you're building up your cardiovascular capability and you're building up your cardiovascular strength. Okay. So there's a lot of heart and cardiovascular related benefits to it. Okay. So if you have, uh, well, anything related to that. So it's like a lot of blood pressure type stuff. Anything cardiovascular is going to be improved through cardio. That's just the way it is, right? Because as you run, as you do something, you're uh, increasing your heart rate. Your heart has to work faster and harder. And as your heart has to work faster and harder, it becomes a stronger muscle, okay? It becomes a stronger organ. Um, Now, also, this is probably something most people are interested in, is that cardio is minute for minute, uh, second for second, even a better fat burning exercise than weightlifting, weight training. Okay, minute for minute on the treadmill, or minute for minute on an elliptical. Assuming that you're doing like a a nice, like you know, above average pace, right? Above walking, above you know, a flat plane uh, type of resistance. Assuming you're doing something that challenges you. Minute for minute, it's going to burn more fat than actually going out and doing curls or bench press or something like that. Okay, so there's a ton of uh, fat burning and calorie burning that goes along with it. Um, endurance, obviously, stamina, obviously, you know, those things come with it. And um, the other thing that not a lot of people talk about is doing cardio, especially anything that's like moving your body 
uh, across a distance because not all not all cardio is like that. We'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, like a treadmill or a running or biking or sprinting or even elliptical or something like that, uh, it does improve your balance. Okay, it does improve your balance. It improves the, your weight transfer capability between your body and the ground or your body and whatever surface you're on. Uh, it that does happen, and the more you do that, the better you get at it. And this is something not a lot of people talk about because not a lot of people see a lot of value in it. I do see a lot of value in it. Okay, so obviously, the more you walk around as a human being, um, the better you get at walking. <laughs> it's just the way it is, right? Uh, think about when you're a kid and you're learning to walk, and the more you walk, the better you get at it. Uh, it's the same type of thing. So the more you do any of this stuff, the better your weight transfer is going to be. In other words, every step you take, the the more seamless the transfer between your body and the earth is going to be. Now, what, what benefit does that really have for you? It improves balance, guys. It improves balance and it improves your ability to, to transfer that into something else. Okay, so, uh, I mean, this is, this is more of a long or extended duration type of benefit. Uh, in other words, the more that you do it, the more benefits you're going to get way out into the future. And, you know, I guess just an example of that is, let's say you start walking or running all the time, every day or four, five days a week or something. Uh, the better that you're going, that that is going to allow you to get better at transferring your weight from yourself to the ground as you move across the distance. Over time, as you get better and better at that, your muscle memory and your twitch muscles, they become so accustomed to that, that let's say you're having a real world scenario of moving a couch into your, your friend's apartment or something. As you lift that couch and you start moving up and down those uh, weird flights of stairs or something, your weight transfer is going to be better and you're naturally going to be better at doing that thing just because you've had more reps under resistance of moving across a distance with a load, okay? Now, it sounds like it's, it sounds, maybe it's like it's bullshit to you, <laughs> and it might sound like who cares, like it's not really important, uh, but trust me, the more time you spend doing this type of thing, and the better you get at it, and the more you develop that weight transfer through cardio uh, over a distance, the better just everyday life becomes. And it's really hard to explain, but those little scenarios, like the one I just described, those pop up. That's real life. And real life benefits as a result of doing things like cardio are immeasurable. Okay. The ROI on that is substantial. And I, again, it's very difficult to explain. Okay. But I promise you the benefits, the real world type of benefits that you get from doing stuff like that are, uh, they're amazing. Okay, they're amazing, and you can't put a price on them. So anyway, uh, those are like my main benefits of cardio that I like to talk about. Okay, cons of cardio. Obviously, if you are a runner, you know this already. Uh, if you spend time on the treadmill, you know this already. Or if you're over the age of like 35-ish, 40-ish, you probably know this. Uh, your joints are going to take a beating through most forms of cardio, especially long-distance cardio, and uh, also high-intensity, short-distance cardio, um, and more specifically, running. Okay, The impact of your body hitting the earth over and over and over and over through thousands and thousands of repetitions as you put the load of your body weight on top of that, uh, that 
that does damage your joints. Okay. It hammers down on your hips. It hammers down on your knees. It hammers down on your ankles, uh, your toes. Okay. Your spine, your shoulders, all of those take a huge brunt of that load. And when you're running four, five, six, seven, ten 10 miles, three, four, five days a week, that's, you know, tens of thousands of, of, of joint <laughs> impact, uh, repetitions that's happening. And that's going to break down your joints, not break them down literally, but it's going to, it's going to weaken them. It's going to weaken the, the tendon. Okay. The tendons that support all that, and it's going to weaken the ligaments. Uh, so tendons, for those who don't know, tendons hold your muscles to the bone. Okay. It's a fiber that holds your muscles and attaches it to the bone. Um, and then the ligaments are what hold your bones together. So that's a fibrous material that holds your, your bones together at certain points throughout your body. And all of that, all of those, those points, let's say your knee, for example, you've got ligaments and tendons all over the place in your knee. Each one of those, each stride, uh, each one of those tendons and each one of those ligaments is going to take that load and distribute it. And it's going to stress it. It's going to become stressed as a result. And, uh, you know, our bodies are made to handle that, but they're made to handle it appropriately with appropriate amounts of, of reps and force and stuff. So, uh, you know, you, you, you'll, you'll, you'll damage those over time. Okay. But there's ways to lessen it. And there's ways to account for it uh, so that it's not something that's going to become crippling to you as you get older. Um, So anyway, joint stuff. And we're going to get into more of how to prevent injury and stuff like that here in a minute when I get into the weight training part of it, which is a supplemental piece to preventing injury if you are a big cardio freak and you like running or you like biking or something. Um, Also, another con for cardio is that especially if you're a jogger, Okay, now I have several people in my life that are overweight, but they run all the time. Okay, and the reason is that your body gets way too used to the cadence of whatever you're doing. Um, you know, and, and this is very true with weightlifting too. Okay, this is very true with anything. Your body, I talked about this a lot in the progressive overload episode, your body gets way too used to stuff. And that's, that's a mechanism that keeps us from breaking down. And it keeps our body from basically breaking when you induce a lot of new stress on it. Okay. It has the ability to develop muscle memory and it has the ability to adapt to things. Okay. We have an adaptatious body, which is a good thing. Okay. But if you are the type of person that thinks you can run three miles a day at the exact same speed five times a week and do that forever, and that's going to keep the weight off, and that's going to keep you trim, and that's going to keep you fit, that's going to keep your cardio in tip-top shape, um, unfortunately, you're wrong, okay? Now, a lot, not a lot of people like to say it, a lot, uh, you know, running is good, cardio is good, uh, there's, never a, there's never anything wrong with doing cardio, okay? But the expectation has to be real. So again, I know people, plenty of people in my life that run a few miles a day, a few times a week at the same speed and they're overweight and they carry around 30, 40 extra pounds. Now you may be wondering how the hell are these people running for 45 minutes, five days a week and they're still overweight. They must eat like shit. No, not necessarily. Okay. They don't have the best diet, but they're not eating 4,000 calories a day of just pure crap. No, the problem is your body gets way too used to that. 
Okay. Now, yes, minute for minute, your caloric, your caloric burn is higher doing cardio. Okay. But if you factor in the adaptation and the muscle memory and the cadence adaptability that your body is able to develop, then your metabolic change as a result of running goes down. Okay. When we were kids and we started walking, it took all of our energy just to stand up and walk around. That's why we would fall asleep at seven o'clock at night, you know? Uh, but as you get older, your body gets used to it and you know, you don't, it doesn't, you don't have to exert as much energy to do the same thing. Okay. Your body adapts. I don't know how else to say it. So if you decide that that's going to be your strategy is to run a certain amount of uh, a certain length for a certain amount of time every single day, and you're going to never speed it up or, or, or challenge yourself, you will experience an atrophy like effect. Okay. And your body will adapt to that cadence and it won't do what you think it's going to do. So, uh, moving on. Okay. That's a con of cardio. We're going to get into that more, but moving on to the benefits of weight training. Okay. This is my favorite. And this is something that just so few people I talk to understand. And so few people I talk to are willing to listen and think about and potentially incorporate this into their lifestyle. So, you know, if you're not interested in weight training at all, I implore you to at least consider incorporating it because I think that, well, actually, I know that you're missing out. And if you are struggling at all with any fitness challenge, and if you are not weightlifting, you probably are, um, then this is probably the missing piece or a major, major missing piece. And just by incorporating it, you could very likely achieve any and all of your fitness goals. So anyway, uh, some of the benefits of weight training. Building muscle, number one here, building muscle improves your resting metabolic rate. Now, I said it when you do cardio, minute for minute, your caloric burn while you're doing cardio versus weight training is higher when you're doing cardio. But your resting metabolism, your resting metabolic rate improves after you do weight training. In other words, when you lift weights for an hour, okay, your metabolism is going to be firing at a higher rate, burning fat at a higher rate throughout the day as a result. That doesn't happen with cardio, okay? And, and really the reason for that is you're breaking down your muscles so much, you're going into a pure catabolic state as you tear down your muscles, which means you're ripping them, you know, you're, you're breaking them down. And then as they rebuild throughout the day, right? When they go into their anabolic state and you're eating and you're, you're putting nutrients in your body to rebuild the muscle, all of that takes energy and all that takes resources. And because of that, your body is going to, it's going to have to work harder to rebuild that muscle. Okay. So as a result, your metabolic rate is going to go up. Now it's not significant at first, but it can actually, it can compound over time to the point where you are burning an extra three or four or 500 calories throughout the day, just because you were weightlifting. Okay. Versus cardio, which really is like time for money. It's time for, uh, for, for, for caloric burn, right? You trade time for it. So as you're there, right, you do an hour of cardio, you're burning for an hour weightlifting, you do an hour of weightlifting, you're burning for 24 hours kind of thing. Okay. Think of it that way. Uh, building muscle this is number two here. Building muscle also improves your cardio capability and effectiveness. Now I talked about all of the ligament and joint and tendon, uh, stress that your body experiences when you're doing a lot of cardio. Well, if you have uh, stronger muscles, 
okay? They can take a much more significant chunk of that load through every stride. So if you build up your quads and you build up your hamstrings and you build up your calves and you build up your... Um, you know, your back, like your lower back, and you build up your shoulder muscles, you build up your whole body, right? And I'm not talking bodybuilder, I'm not talking powerlifter necessarily, I'm just saying, if you put muscle mass on your body in all those areas, your body as a, as a muscular entity is able to withstand that load way better uh, than if you were just really, really frail and just purely uh, relying on your, your ligaments and joints and tendons to take all that load, okay? Building muscle improves your cardio effectivity and capability. I promise you. Uh, number three here, weightlifting, building muscle around those areas, those joint and ligament and tendon areas can decrease the damage from cardio shock and impact. So this is very similar to what I just said. In other words, you know, I, I just mentioned that if you build muscle in your legs and shoulders and your, your whole muscular entity, which is your body, then you are less likely to experience damage because your muscles are taking all the load. Okay. But let's take it a step deeper, and this is what number three is. If you do incur damage, okay, because it's 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 still possible, all right. Just no matter how much muscle you have, your ligaments and tendons and, and joint, like they all take part of that load, and you can still experience damage. That's why football players tear ACLs and stuff all the time. You know, they're twisting and turning, and you know, they're being athletic. So depending on what you do, depending on what your lifestyle is, you can still experience damage. And if you do, okay and you need repairs, whatever, uh, the more muscle you have, okay, the less that that damage is likely going to be, okay? If you tear an ACL, as an example, in your, in your knee, um, and you have a, a very strong muscular leg, okay, chances are that ACL tear is not going to be as bad as if you had uh, very, very little muscle in your body. Okay, very, very little muscle in your legs. Okay, or, you know, you could very easily tear uh, multiple ligaments in your knee if you were to experience an injury, if you didn't have enough muscle in your body to, to brace it for some of that stuff. Versus if you had a lot of muscle in your leg and you experienced an injury, you know, you may only experience basically a partial injury. That's why athletes can return to the game. Okay, a lot of athletes who experience an injury, they can return because they're strong, they have a lot of muscle, and they aren't your average Joe Blow who pulls an ACL and can never walk straight again. You know, there's a big difference there. So building muscle around your joints, it, uh, it lessens the amount of damage, okay, a lot. Uh, and, and, you know, any, any fitness professional will be able to tell you that. Uh, lastly, and I talked about this earlier, but I do want to mention it again. The practical everyday life benefits of being stronger, okay, it's it's amazing. Now, I talked about it in a cardio sense. In other words, weight transfer from uh, your, your body to the earth as you move around over distance, okay, that's like the cardio thing that, that applies here. But from a weightlifting standpoint, if you have just overall developed strength, life becomes easier. <laughs> life becomes better. Everything becomes better when you're stronger. It's just the way it is. Imagine right now, if you were you, but you're 10% stronger, 20% stronger. Just imagine all of your everyday shit that is just going to be so much better and easier. Just moving stuff around the house, moving yourself around the office, doing stuff outside in the yard, or going to your kid's game and having to, to schlep his or her 
equipment, like all of that stuff, guys, gets so much easier. Just life in general. Every little thing you do, pumping gas, buying groceries, like all that shit is so much easier when you're stronger. The stronger you get, the better life is. Okay, there's an aesthetic benefit to lifting weights, guys, that I'm I'm huge on because I am a trainer and I'm interested in helping people get what they want in the mirror because I think that's incredibly important for a lot of people, myself included. But also, strength is a function of muscle and muscle is a function of strength. And as you build muscle and you build strength, life becomes better. Okay, and all these things feed in to the mental benefits that come out of this whole thing. Um, so, you know, there's a, there's a strength and muscle relationship guys that I, I can't stress enough. Okay. You build strength through building muscle and vice versa. They are directly proportional. Um, so anyway, some of the cons of weightlifting. Okay. I mentioned this earlier, minute for minute, not as effective as cardio for caloric burn. All right. But again, you improve your resting metabolic uh, rate and your your resting caloric burn, and that is way more beneficial than most people think. Um, weight training is very form intensive. I would say that it's more form intensive than cardio. Okay, in other words, you need to have really, really, really good form. You know, you need to straighten your back in certain exercises. You need to you know move your elbows in or out for certain exercises, and if you don't, you substantially increase your chance of injury. All right. So it's form intensive, but with the proper training and, uh, you know, with some guidance and looking up some stuff online and watching some examples. And then most importantly, going slow and figuring out your body, you can el- uh, nearly eliminate your chance of major uh, injury. Okay. So now, lastly, I kept this as a separate item, but it's directly related. You have a greater risk of injury, weight training versus cardio. Okay. Now that right there is enough to scare most people off. Okay. I don't want you to be worried about that. Okay. Because you have a a high chance of experiencing an injury every time you walk up and down the stairs. Okay. This isn't any different. Um, as long as you follow protocol, right. Which is basically use proper form. Uh, don't go ridiculously heavy until you're capable of doing so. And you're smart enough with your forms and your experience and your reps and everything. And, uh, and you know, your body, you know, but you do have a greater risk of injury over cardio. Is it much greater? Uh, not necessarily, but it is greater. So moving on guys, how do you know what's right for you? Okay. Is cardio right for you? Is weight training right for you? Um, I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. Both are right for you. Okay. It all depends on your goals, but the answer is always going to be both. It always is. Now, whether you do one more than the other, that is up to you and depending on you know what you're trying to achieve, but the answer is always going to be both, okay? So I'm gonna break down three different goal scenarios because I think this is what people are going to want to hear. You know, Depending on what their goal is, they're gonna wanna hear what these goal scenarios are and then how I, as a trainer, would advise and train you to, to achieve these goals, okay? So three different goals, I'm gonna break them down right here. Uh, now, Let's just pretend I have a client and this client wants to experience maximum weight loss. So this client is seriously overweight, okay? Um, and uh, this person comes in, this guy comes in and he says, hey, you know, I, uh, I want to lose a lot of weight. And so 
my initial thought is that I'm going to do a ton of cardio. Okay. Is this the best approach? No, it's not. Uh, so, you know, again, as your body becomes accustomed to cardio, uh, because chances are you're not doing intense, intense, um, high interval training, high intensity interval training over and over and over again. Um, you know, because that's not really sustainable, your body is going to adapt. And as your body adapts, your weight training is going to, your weight loss is going to plateau like crazy. Okay. So this client comes in, uh, he tells me this was his strategy. He's going to do a ton of cardio, a little bit of hit, right? High intensity, a little bit of just like regular moderate cardio. And, uh, he wants maximum weight loss. So I would take that, that person and I would start them with this and then we would adjust as necessary because there's always going to be adjustments. By the way, if any trainer ever gives you a plan and says, this is the plan, if you follow this plan, you'll get the body of your dreams, they're lying. Okay. I'm just going to throw that out there. All right. So anyway, I would start that client with this. I would do like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, right? Let's just forget about what their schedule is outside of the gym and stuff, right? This is what I would do. We would adjust as necessary. Uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, all right? We would do 30 minutes of light or moderate cardio, okay? So like mid-range speed with a mid-range resistance, uh, followed by 30, 40, 30 to 40 minutes of light to moderate weight training, okay? We'd do mu like a muscle group split. So it's three days, right? Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, I would definitely do like a legs Okay. Uh, and then I would do like a chest and arms and then I would do uh, a full back and shoulders type of split, something like that. And, you know, we would adjust as necessary. Okay. And that's a big part of it. So that'd be a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then Tuesday and Thursday. Okay. Cause this is a five day routine Tuesday and Thursday, that person would do moderate to high intense cardio. Okay, so Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 30 minutes of light, moderate cardio with 30, 40 minutes of uh, light, moderate weight training. And then Tuesday, Thursday, they would do 30 minutes of moderate to intense cardio. Okay, so you get that, that kind of sinusoidal pattern in terms of intensity. And then Saturday, Saturday and Sunday, I would say active recovery or some light, moderate cardio. And the reason for that is this person came in saying, I want maximum weight loss. I want to lose a hundred pounds. All right. I'm fat. I'm 290 pounds, but I'm five, nine. I want to be 190 pounds. All right. I want to lose that. So I would start them on this program and I would say, look, you know, this is, this is where we would start and we would make some adjustments as necessary. And this would allow you to get a nice, slow, organic drop. Okay. And if you looked at the numbers that I threw out there, it's between 30 and 60 minutes, maybe 30 and 70 minutes a day. Okay. So it's about an hour a day. It's not going to consume the person's life, but they're going to be able to get the results. Um, so goal number two, okay. This is a completely different scenario. This person comes in and says, I want maximum lean muscle gain. Okay. I want to put on a ton of muscle, as much muscle, as much muscle as possible, really. And, but I don't want to put on a lot of fat. Okay. So a lot of times in order to put on a lot of muscle, you have to put on fat because you have to eat a ton of calories and a ton of carbs. And, uh, this person wants to put on as much lean muscle as possible. Okay. So the days of the whole dirty bulk thing are over, which was just eat everything in sight and lift as much weight as possible. It's a bad strategy. It's an old school mentality. And we're, we're not doing that. We're not talking about that. Lean bulking is more common. And honestly, it's, it's just the way better approach. So this person comes in, this is what he wants. Um, I would say, look, dude, if your goal is to put on 
lean mass, then weight training has to be, has to be, obviously, a major part of your routine. Again, muscle is a function of strength and strength is a function of muscle. And if you want to put on maximum muscle, you're going to have to get strong. Okay, you're going to have to get stronger. You're going to have to utilize all the strength in your body. So here's what we would do, right? It'd be a pretty brutal schedule, but this is what it would start with. Like a Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Okay, so two days on and then one day off, two days on. Weight training weight training only, all right? And it would be split up by muscle groups that make sense for that person. So if that person has really, really strong legs, then we would do one day of legs and then divide it up from there. Uh, and we would put a lot of emphasis on where the weak spots are. So that person, let's just say that person has a really, really small chest, right? This dude it's, comes in, he's a guy, and he's got a really, really small chest, not a lot of pectoral uh, muscle mass. So we would put a pretty big emphasis on progressive overloading um, muscles, in our uh, exercises that have to do with chest muscles. Okay. That would be the, a very important piece to this whole thing. And to supplement that, we would also do a, like a lot of shoulder work, tricep work. Uh, you know, there'd be some bicep work in there as a, uh, almost like a synergist type muscle group to the chest. And, um, to those exercises. And we would, we would hit it that way, right? So a big emphasis on upper body mass and again, progressive overload approach, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, probably between 60 and 90 minutes, somewhere in there. And then Wednesday, because this person had an emphasis on lean muscle gain. Okay. So obviously they're eating a lot more nutrition. We're not even talking about here, but they're eating a lot more. So we can't ignore cardio. Uh, so Wednesday I would have them do a hit, uh, program, like a hit routine for 30 minutes. All right. And that could be like 30 seconds on 30 seconds off 15 times. Um, or 30 times, uh, that kind of thing, you know, something like that. Uh, and then Saturday and Sunday, one of those would be another hit day, right, for 30 minutes. And then also one of those days would be an active recovery day. So like a hike or, uh, you know, like a really, like a casual walk somewhere, not sitting on the couch, okay? It'd be an active recovery day. Um, and that's how I would do it, right? That's sort of the approach that I follow when I want to do lean muscle gaining, and it works fantastically. And everyone I know who's done something like this has experienced similar results. Now, again, tweaks and little adjustments are necessary for everybody. And everything comes down to what that person is intaking uh, or taking in as far as nutrition goes. That's a huge part of it. So I can't ignore that. But as far as the actual activity uh, of, of working out and exercise, uh, that would be the approach I would take. So uh, goal number three, and this is probably more common than even the massive weight loss one. This is um, a tone up, quote unquote, tone up or shape up or summer shred or something like that type of approach. Like this is if a client comes in and says, hey, uh, you know, I uh, in 12 weeks, I'm getting I'm going on my honeymoon or in 12, 12 weeks is going to be July and uh, I want to look good for the beach, you know, or I'm going on a cruise or something like that. Okay. Um, it's really, really common, really popular and rightfully so, you know, it's, it's, uh, I actually am, I, I love when people have this type of thought, right? They have a, an end game, like a point in time that they have to be in their own mind. They have to be a certain level of aesthetic or a certain weight or a certain something, right? I think that that's, I love setting super aggressive goals for myself. That's how I, it's how I tick. That's how I operate as a human. And so when people have these types of things, I actually don't look down on them. I think they're great. And, um, I, if someone came in and I was training someone on how to do this, I would take an aggressive 
uh, an aggressive combo approach of muscle building and shredding fat, okay? And the emphasis would be on definition and like a, a really lean look, okay? So naturally, I'm gonna say you gotta do both. You gotta weight lift and you gotta, you gotta do cardio. And I would do something like this. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, okay? Two days on, one day off, two days on. Um, 30 minutes of moderate cardio, in the right, right, right. As soon as you walk in the gym, or or before you go to the gym, or whatever, thirty minutes of moderate cardio, that'd be the first thing, um, and then forty-five minutes, like a good solid forty-five minutes um, of like moderate to heavy weights. Okay, moderate to heavy. So almost, almost incorporating that hypertrophy kind of progressive overload approach to like really, really, really build the muscles as much as you can. Um, and then Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday, I would say that person. Pick two of those days and do 30 minutes of HIIT cardio. And then the last day, the last remaining day, whichever day they're not doing HIIT cardio, 20 minutes of like really light to moderate cardio. So there, this is a seven-day program, okay? But when people, you got to understand, if this is you or this is someone you know, if you decide that in 8 to 10 to 12 weeks that I want to go from where I'm at now to being, you know, several pounds lighter and looking toned, but today I look like a couch potato, it's going to take seven days a week, guys. There is no magic pill and there's no, there's no magic thing that any trainer can do for anybody. Okay. It's going to take that level of commitment. All right. So if you want to do this in eight, 10 or 12 weeks or 15 weeks and your, your base foundation sucks, it's going to take a shitload of work seven days a week, you know? Maybe you take a day off every four weeks or something, but it's going to take a lot of work, uh, but it can be done, okay? So the strategy behind each of these plans is, is different, right? It's similar, but it's different. The similarities are all three of them, I'm saying you got to do cardio and you got to do some form of weight training, okay? Um, if you're, whether you're trying to lose weight or you're trying to stay shredded or something or, or get cut even a little bit or put on lean mass, you, if you don't do cardio even a little bit, um, you're not going to get that minute for minute uh, weight loss, uh, fat burning that comes from that. And just the problem with just weight training is that like you, you uh, you know, you're trying to put on muscle. Weight training usually results in, in putting on muscle and you're eating more and it's really easy to slip and put on a lot of extra weight that you didn't expect, okay, or you didn't want. And uh, it's really, really hard to achieve like a, that really, really lean athletic kind of chiseled look if if that's what you're interested in. Um, it's really hard to achieve that without doing cardio. Like I'd say almost impossible, Okay, you need to do some form of cardio. So all these programs, all these routines, I'm I'm saying have to include cardio. And then likewise, on the other side of the fence, all of them need to include some kind of weight training. People don't understand, not enough people, I should say, because there's some people that do, uh, but not enough people understand the importance of weight training. And too many people are too quick to discard it and put it aside as like, uh, oh, you know, weight training is only reserved for meatheads and gym rats. And I just, you know, it's, it's really, it's annoying to hear because it's, um, I, it's, it's just, it just comes down. I'm actually empathetic to people who don't quite understand it because they think it's something that it's not. And then they don't understand the true benefits when, if they only incorporated those benefits, they would see, <laughs> they would see all of their, 
their goals start to come into fruition. So anyway, all these programs include both cardio and weightlifting. And uh, without those two things, I don't think any of that stuff is really achievable uh, unless I just don't think it's really achievable. I just don't. Um, you know, you can, you can get per, like a high percentage of a goal achieved, you know, all those three goals achieved, uh, by doing one or the other, but you're never going to get fully there. And, uh, I just, I just need people to understand that. So, um, you know, so when would be a good time to only lift weights? Well, I would say if all you actually want to do is put on muscle, uh, and you know, you literally had no time to devote to cardio, uh, I guess that would be the time to do it, but I don't recommend this because if you're not 100% dialed into your diet, again, it's really easy to accidentally let go and put on a bunch of extra size, all right? And usually people that I know who have done that have ultimately been unhappy with the results, okay? Actually, I was 100% of the time. I don't know anybody that just lifts weights that's truly happy with the way they look. Uh, now, when would be a good time to only do cardio? Honestly, I know some people that hate weightlifting. They have tried it to their credit and they hate it. Um, now those people probably aren't listening to this because this is a podcast devoted to this kind of stuff, but I would always tell those people to be active no matter what. Okay. Above all else, cardio is better than nothing, right? We know this cardio is better than, than nothing. Something is better than nothing always. Uh, so by the way, some things that, since we're talking about cardio, some pe- some things that people don't think about when they think about cardio, uh, are 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 actually a lot of fun and uh, really 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 good workouts. Okay, some some examples of those that you may have not even thought about are combat ropes or battle ropes. And if you don't know what those are, go Google them. It's basically two ropes that are uh, tied down to the ground or tied down to something that's not moving, something immovable. Um, on one end, and they're really long, usually like 20 feet, and you stand on one side, and uh, you you pick up one rope in each arm, and you basically make waves from you know from you down the length of the rope. So you're lifting your arms up in the air, and then you're slamming them back down, and uh, just the weight of the rope itself is uh, enough to really get your shoulders working, and um, and your core, and your arms, and uh, and you do that at a really, really high rate for you know a few minutes at a time. Uh, it's intense. Anyway, go check them out. Combat ropes, battle ropes, uh, jumping jacks, jumping rope, uh, rowing. You know, those are things that people don't think about when they think about cardio. When they think about cardio, they think about this stuff, right? Which is pretty obvious: walking, running, using the elliptical, which is my favorite as far as in gym cardio training. Uh, stairs, biking, hiking, climbing, um, swimming. Swimming is fantastic. Uh, which is actually kind of like a total body thing too, but it's also minute for minute, a fantastic, uh, caloric burning exercise. Um, so sports, you know, playing an actual sport. So I play hockey, so I'm doing a lot of ice skating. When I play hockey, we've estimated, uh, it's about 1100 to 1200 calories in a 90 minute session, which is pretty awesome. And I only do that once, sometimes twice a week, but that that is a big chunk of my cardio now. Uh, now on weeks that I don't play hockey, I actually make the investment at the gym or somewhere to do actual cardio, like, you know, just designated cardio, but anyway, a sport, uh, and then most other sports, you know, if you play recreational soccer, basketball, flag football, again, hockey, stuff like that, um, you know, those are all pretty cardio intensive sports. 
And a lot of times, guys, they're as cardio intensive as you want them to be. So, you know, again, I play hockey. There's definitely guys I play with that mail it in and they're just more interested in drinking beer after it's done. And so they don't skate that hard. They're not back checking. They're not going full speed. Um, and, you know, but then there's guys that that like to get the most out of it. So I play hockey because I love the sport of hockey. But I also play hockey. This is almost half the reason because I know how amazing it is for my body. Right. And uh, that's that's literally half the reason. So um, anyway, if you play a sport, try to. I would say look at it from that perspective if you're not already and think about all the health benefits you're getting from it. So uh, listen, guys, I know this was a really long episode, a little bit longer than usual, but it's something that I'm extremely passionate about. I mean, I'm passionate about all this stuff anyway, and uh, you know, I think that's pretty evident. But when it comes to this type of stuff, weight training versus cardio, cardio versus weight training, what's better, what's not as good, why, blah, 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 blah. I think that both are amazingly beneficial and if you're listening to this, you probably have a fitness or a health or a or an aesthetic or a strength or a speed or a flexibility goal. And I would implore you to not discard any approach to achieving that goal as far as tactics, you know, specific exercises and stuff. I would not discard any of that until you actually test it and try it and give it an honest chance. Okay. This is a don't knock it till you try it kind of thing uh, because I have experienced what works and in all of those objectives, you know, these are two staple pieces that the human body thrives on. So uh, with that, guys, I'm going to wrap up this episode. If you haven't already, please share this podcast with somebody in your life that is like-minded and would get value out of hearing this stuff, okay? And uh, also, if you got value out of this at all, at all, if there are any takeaways here that resonate with you, please do me a huge favor. Go over to iTunes, leave us a review. Uh, That would mean everything to me. I don't have any other fees. I don't charge anything. But if you got any value out of this whatsoever, please, that's all I ask. It takes about a minute and it would mean everything to me. Uh, So with that, guys, I'm going to wrap this up and I will talk to you in the next episode. See ya.